Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. All right, let me tell you what happened yesterday. Right? I'm at Costco. I have all the things on the conveyor belt. And this older gentleman is behind me, and he is looking very intently at all the items on the conveyor belt. And I'm like, I need um, to know what this. He's an older gentleman, like older gentleman, like um, I'm talking like 80s, okay. Mm-hmm. And like the, even like he's wearing his like sunglasses inside type gotcha. belt, so he's getting like super close to all the stuff. And I kind of look over at him, and then he starts touching all of the things in my pile, and I'm like, dude. And so he's like. Well, that's a lot of shrimp in there. Are you going to eat all those shrimp? And I was like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I am. It's it's really good shrimp. <laughs> He's like, what about these little oatmeal things? Are those any good? I mean, he just proceeds to touch and then ask me about pretty much 95% of the items that are on the belt. And I'm like, what is happening He's a comment right about your now? toilet paper. Like, how do you use this? I didn't have toilet paper, but he had toilet paper and paper towels. That's the only thing he had in his cart. And I'm I mean, like, that's, that's you know, I'm like, which is why I personally love going to Costco. They've got the good mm-hmm. shit that, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't cost that much. I mean, what else is he going to have? Like prunes? Like, come on. I mean, he could have. <laughs> but he, I mean, given the chance, I think if I would have offered him my shrimp, he'd have been like, I think I'll try that out. Thank you, ma'am. I mean, but I just had never had someone so, like, in my space about what I'm buying at Costco. I felt very violated yesterday. I mean, he's, like, oh, well. touching all the shit. I'm like, yeah, touching. Touching is weird. Like, if you just were, like, peering over and asking... Sure. Yeah. But he's legit, like, touching the things. I'm like, You know what I have a really bad habit of doing? Like, if I see something on a conveyor belt that I have tried, (laughs) I will comment (laughs) on that thing. So I'm like, so just picture me in an 80. Like, I know I'm going to be that person. Oh, yeah. So I'm always like, oh, my gosh, you're going to love that. Mm -hmm. Especially at Trader Joe's because, you know, sometimes Uh stuff is new. You know when you see a new Trader Joe's-er, like... Yes. You know, it's funny you say that because I feel like that's an acceptable place to do that. Like, the camaraderie, Mm -hmm. the family, the community behind Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's. That's just, like, an open forum. Stickers, Mm -hmm. the suckers. They don't have the little, like, divider... Mm-hmm. You know, there's no division at Trader Joe's. You just, no one's wearing a back brace to, no. to pick up stuff. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I'm 100% here yeah. for Trader Joe's. Also, mm-hmm. what's great about Trader Joe's is that I compete with how fast they can check oh. out is how fast Ooh. I can bag. Oh. Mm-hmm. I am a fantastic Trader joe's bag. Yeah. Oh. Well, and here's the thing. Because you do it your way and mm-hmm. how you like to do it. Mm-hmm. I try like to I've set people, people up the way. for <laughs> success, like at Kroger. I'm like, I put all my Frozens together. All my veggies go Shit's together. Shit's fucked up. And they say, I'm like, how did you get the Frozens and the avocado? They're not even on the same playing mm-hmm. field. Like, no. stop fucking up my, my shit here, people. Just stop it. Trader Joe's? No. They're like, ma'am, yeah. take it your way. I'm yes. like, Thank you. Thanks, yeah. John. Appreciate yes. that. Yeah, every single, I think it's the Hawaiian shirt. I know they're so laid back. They don't yeah. shit. They were they were in yeah. pajamas yesterday. I was there yesterday. There was pajama day, and but my gal at the checkout was not in pajamas. And I said, oh, so I guess it's pajama day today. She goes, yeah. She goes, if I'm gonna wear my pajamas all day though, I'm staying home. So so mm. I decided to wear adult clothes, <laughs> which you know, wear jeans and a hoodie. But you know, I know. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect good sense. for you because there mean, were people in some you know pajamas. Yeah, straight yeah. up. You know, I don't straight mind up. pajama day. Just don't make pajama day at the airport. That's just my PSA. Oh. Mm. Okay, can I just get with that? Interesting. I just don't like yeah. it. Like, can you just... A little more official. Little, bring it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like if you wore your pajamas, 
You're going to do pajama behavior. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. And then then that's when society society falls apart. See, because I think pajama, like if you have an early morning flight and you're like, I'm just trying to get there, it's a good idea until you wake up. And you're in the airport and you're like, man, now I'm stuck in my jammies. And you kind of got like that jammy funk going on. Jammy funk. <laughs> it's like that weird yes. like pajama Haven't taken a shower. Right. And you're you, like, that's Yeah. Thing. Sometimes you like, you like, smell like you're your like, pajamas. Like sleep. Yes. Yeah. Like sleep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's not the scent I wanted today. Mm-mm. Good thing I'm flying four and a half hours across the country. Great. Yes. <laughs> so, and, you know, Karen next to me will now smell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Karen. Sorry. Sorry, boo. <laughs> but our Zen friends are going to be super excited today. Yes. We are bringing back one of our all-stars. She's our personal resident favorite when it comes to all things that we have questions with about all things in life. I can <laughs> dive so deep with Megan and I just, oh my gosh. Like, I just, yes. there is just so much here and um, I invite you to go back and listen to the previous episodes. Of course, I will try to remember to link all the previous episodes yes. you've been on. Sure. Um, but they, it's so much knowledge, so much truth. Yes. So many things to offer. Yes. Yeah. So let's welcome back Miss Megan Bartley. Thank you. Happy to be yes. here. Yes. Um, so is this your third time? Third. third. Three Pete. Three Pete. Yeah. I feel like now we're just going to get your little... This is I, I want like a plaque. I yes. want like the YouTube channel has like how many viewers. Like yes. I want a plaque of like how many times I'm on. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's coming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Two, okay. Twenty twenty. I'm gonna I'm gonna post <laughs> yes. it in my office and then people will be like, Oh, oh cool. you've been yeah. on that podcast yeah. ten times. Yeah. Yes. That's that's yeah. a great idea. Mm-hmm. We do love having like you a, in. A wall of fame. I love <laughs> coming. Well, and I love it because we can kind of just scratch the surface, and then if people need more, maybe you can bring me back for. You yeah, know, this is part one of those... two of whatever we're talking yeah. about. I mean, I'm happy to do this however it well, needs to be done. Well, and this might this be a two-parter. This sticky. Yeah, because yeah. this is something that, um, I mean, when I turned 40, I felt like the that page and that chapter opened up so many things. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I didn't, nobody talks about this stuff in your 30s. <laughs> Why is the magic number four mm-hmm. when this happens? And I felt like I kept hearing from multiple friend circles of hearing affairs and infidelity happening. And I'm like, what? I mean, from people that I would have never expected this to happen from and some that I'm like, eh, you know, I probably could have seen that, you know, coming. Mm-hmm. But like just really shocks the shit out of me to find out the amount and like the in-depth of what's been going on for years, you know, and I'm like, dang, is this just what happens at this mm-hmm. stage? So we wanted to have you on because um, I know that you've you've uh, have a lot of practice with helping you know relationships. So yeah. uh, just want to talk about this and just get it open because I feel like the more we know, the more we just can educate ourselves. Right. And, you know, and also we've had this come to us through crazy zen, like talking about yes. relationships. Yeah, we do get marriage. asked often. You can know, you talk about these things? And, and yeah, yeah, and, and we want to bring this topic to the forefront because yeah. the things that we sometimes don't want to talk about are the things we should be talking about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which is a wonderful rule in your marriage <laughs> is the things that you're avoiding talking about are probably the things that you need to be talking about as difficult as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that feels really scary, right? Like we avoid things because they're scary and we don't know like how is the other person going to react to this or I don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. I hear that a lot of you know, when people end up in my office because there has been infidelity, um, it's, you know, the the person who's, um, I don't even know how to refer to, one has had the affair and the other one's sort of the one who's been deceived, um, will say, why didn't you come to me and talk to me about 
your interest in this other person or you not being happy in the marriage or whatever the thing might be. And usually the person will say, well, I didn't want to upset you. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, feelings have gotten hurt Mm -hmm. because this thing has happened. And so, you know, I would love if people take anything away from today is, you know, how can you and your partner turn toward each other versus turning away from each other, right? Mm-hmm. And John Gottman's leading researcher on marriage, him and his wife, Julie, in Seattle, Washington, UW, go Huskies, that's my alma mater. But uh, they talk about this, you know, turning toward each other because it's, it's, we can start to turn away from, especially you've been married for 15 years, you might be together for 20 years, shit has gotten really boring and routine and not exciting and instead of turning toward your partner to like how can we spice this up not even just sexually like usually affairs aren't just about sex right it's Mm -hmm. about more of an emotional connection being seen yeah being seen being desired have you know feeling alive Mm -hmm. um and so you know how can you and your partner do that it's hard too because especially in Louisville, what I have found is a lot of people have known each other since they were, like, in high school. They went to high school (laughs) together or they went to college together. So they've known each other for all these years. And it just, they were like, well, you know, it was just the next thing to do. We had been dating for four years. And so we decided to get married. And then we decided to have the kids. And so they're kind of on this conveyor belt of uh, autopilot, Mm -hmm. you know. And they're just going through life and going through life until something happens and it wakes them up. And they're, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, that it's, and they just are like, what, what are we doing? You know, how did this happen or whatever? And it can be, you know, we've talked about this idea that can be on the spectrum of you can find out that somebody has a whole nother family or who has had multiple affairs over multiple years, or on the other end of the spectrum can be this, you know, uh, you know, I, I found a few emails or I found a few texts or, I, uh, you know, my husband or wife has been talking to so-and-so at the gym multiple times or whatever. So you kind of also have to look at what's the severity of this, uh, if you can come back from that or not. Well, you mentioned reevaluation. Yes. Let's go on a little bit to that yeah. because that happens a lot when you put, you know, an upper threes. Yes. Or four in front of your, <laughs> yeah, your age. Right. Mm-hmm. So different decades kind of have been known to be about different things. Like your 20s are about establishing yourself and you're in maybe in your career. You go to college, you go to, you settle into a career path or something to start with. You might start to, you might find the person that you marry. So you're kind of in this like figuring out who I am, establishing yourself. 30s can be a little bit more about family, right? You have kids, you're doing the kid thing, you're having the babies, you're getting them in school, you're doing all that. And this is not for everybody, right? Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. this is kind of how I see it a lot happen in my practice. And then 40s, you know, what happens is that uh, usually your youngest child is now in school full time. And so... You know, for the mom who stay at home or not, there's, you know, who has had a lot of um, uh, identity wrapped up in their kids, you know, their kids become more uh, self-sufficient, more independent, and they don't need mom 
or dad as much anymore. They need them in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so for women, especially, we can feel like we're not needed as much, you know, it's like, well, what, what's my purpose? You know, it's like finding out what your purpose is. So forties can be more about reevaluating. So now I've, I'm kind of at this midlife point, you know, and you may also have parents who are starting to get sick and possibly pass away. And so you're starting to think like, well, shit, you know, like, is this how I want to live my next 40 years? Mm -hmm. You know, like we put a lot of pressure on this 40 and it can be the leading up to 40. It can be the right after 40. You know, I mean, it can even pass into 50 too, but like 40s are kind of about reevaluating. So you'll see people have job changes. You'll see people, you know, go through divorces or reevaluate. Like, is this relationship still working for me? Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of things that, I mean, as you grow as a person, you might not be growing together with your partner. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of people who have maybe had affairs or have been someone who has had a spouse that had an affair, they find that out. They're like, I just didn't even know you were unhappy with the path that you've chosen. Or, you know, again, going back to that communication. Yes. um, How would you recommend growing together and what are some signs of like oh okay wait a minute maybe we are really growing on the same path yeah well a lot of times people will have said something in the marriage like i'm not happy or this isn't working or something kind of whatever light, more light, light and not, not pointed not like concrete really yeah. isn't working and so you have two people in a relationship so they're each going to have two different perspectives of the relationship. So while it might not be working for one, it might be working totally fine for the other. Mm -hmm. So there's really no motivation to change or do anything different for the person who it's working for, or they don't see the severity of it, or they're not feeling the unhappiness that the other person might be feeling, right? So one wonderful way would be to be checking in with your partner and asking like, how are we doing? Like, is this Mm -hmm. going well for us? Or like, what would we want to be doing differently? Or when, you know, you, when we first got married, what did we think we'd be like when we hit 40? Or just, you know, like kind of those discovery questions instead of just because you're on the conveyor belt. And so we don't think about creativity, getting creative, you know, (laughs) we're just sort of like, okay, kids got to go to school. Lunches have to get made, you know, dinner has to get cooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just going, 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 Mm -hmm. going. And so this is part of that, you know, you know, how to have a mindful marriage. How do you, you know, slow down just a touch to ask each other maybe some of those more difficult questions. And sometimes we don't because we don't really want to know the answer. Right. Because we're kind of afraid. Or you don't know the questions to ask. Too. You don't know the questions like, to ask. Because you don't feel like you know your partner. So like right. what? Yeah. yeah. And, and don't, you know, like we tend to ask closed-ended questions like, are you happy? Yes. No. Like, you know, you want to ask something that's like, give me more description of like, how do we, you know, what could we be doing differently Mm -hmm. to have more fun? Like I always, with all the couples I see, I'm like, what do you guys do for fun? What do you do to laugh? What do you do to just enjoy each other's time? Because most times when couples have a little bit of time together, they're likely going to talk about something serious. Yeah. we got to talk about finances. We've got to talk about where's our kid going to go to school next year. we got to talk about mm-hmm. blah, blah, whatever the seriousness is. And they're not, you know, doing the fun stuff, which is, you know, like traditionally, I think marriage therapists will say like, go on a date night, you know, and it's like. Yeah, but, you know, part of this is, like, how do you just enjoy each other's company, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, you can also do that at home while your kids are there, or, you know, how do you just, 
you know, enjoy each other. And maybe those you've each kind of changed a little bit, maybe, or you see each other differently now at 40 than you saw the person at 20. Yeah. And who you were at 20 and what you were doing at 20 was, you know, maybe you were partying and living up live and that was fun. You had fun together and you were doing all these things. And now life has gotten serious and you're adulting and you have kids and you have responsibilities. And so life is different than it was then. And so it's, you know, trying to figure out, can we bring some of that back into our marriage or has that ship sailed or, you know, how do you, and this is what we talk about too with affairs of established your new marriage, you know, is like, how do you renegotiate the marriage that you're already in and create something new with the same partner? Yeah, I want to touch on that because yeah. so let's just assume yes. for our listeners that maybe there's betrayal or there's an infidelity has happened. Yes. And then so you're feeling the betrayal, the rejection and the lack of trust. So where do you start to rebuild that? Because we touched on empathy and then right. also letting go. So where how does that meet in the middle? Yeah. Or where do we start? OK, so that, ask me that question again. OK, so. Where do we start to rebuild? Where do we start to rebuild if the rebuilding is going to happen? Right. So, Or if that's on the table. Yeah. Okay. So part of this is, you know, most people will want to know what is infidelity, right? Like, What is infidelity? (laughs) (laughs) And people say, does it have to involve sex, right? Like what, Mm -hmm. and part of it really is, this is, you could, you could, you could put the word betrayal you know, or you've been lied to, or there's been secret keeping, Mm -hmm. you can keep, you can kind of put that in for the word affair or infidelity of like any time someone has felt betrayed or been lied to or secret keeping, like that's really what we're talking about. It kind of might not really matter if there was sex or not sex. I mean, a betrayal of intimacy can be just as painful right? in your relationship. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, trust is broken. Yeah. When trust is broken, right. it's hard to rebuild. When trust is, yes. And so that's what we're really talking about, has how do we re- rebuild that trust of, you know, it usually it usually means that the partner who has had the in- infidelity needs to be remorseful. They're, you know, and a lot of times people are not sad they had the affair. They're sad that it hurt their partner, but they think there's been a wake-up call for them oh, I realized whatever, or, and it can also, it can be a wake up call for the marriage too. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's tricky. It's really tricky. But so we have remorse, like being remorseful. Like I, I'm, I'm sorry that this has happened. You know, I'm sorry that I stepped outside of our marriage or I was looking outside of our marriage that I didn't turn toward you. Um, And then, um, you know, rebuilding trust. So usually that happens with actions and not words. Actions speak louder than words because you can have somebody who's going to be like, I'm going to be the best spouse. I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to do whatever. And there's still this weirdness, ickiness going on, right? Um, so actions, if your person is saying all the right things, but not doing all the right things, that's a big red flag. Um, and then transparency, right? Like no secret keeping there, you know, I mean, most people who are not doing anything have no issue with that. Right. So if there is an element of, you know, no, you can't see my phone or no, you know, all that stuff. Why'd you change your passcode? Uh. Right. Well, I had to for work. <laughs> right. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you said something before we yes. uh, went on the air. You said 
if you think it's happening, it likely it likely might be. There's something. There's not. If you're feeling like your spouse is being sneaky or something, likely mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. So like, trust your gut. And so people will come into my office and they'll say like, I did the worst thing. Like I looked on my partner's iPad or phone or whatever, and you know, or I, the message popped up and I saw it, so I dug a little deeper. And you know, I mean, for people who are trustworthy people, they will feel icky about that because they don't want to have to do that. And so, you know, sometimes it's sort of like, well, yeah, you wanted to know the truth and you weren't being given the truth. And so you did dig a little deeper. Yeah. So, and if, I mean, if you're trusting your gut and it feels funny, it doesn't mean you need more probiotics. It means you need to pay attention. <laughs> like, yes. just keep, yeah. 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 Or up your dose of antidepressant right. or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so part of this, and, you know, my goal, I feel like, as a therapist, is how can I empower people to listen to themselves, to trust their guts, their own inner wisdom? You know, I think too often we're relying on other people or other things to tell us we're okay. Yeah. And I think part of this is, like, when you're feeling something's off, listen to that yeah and maybe also you know there's something off for you too um but do you often feel like people come in and when there is infidelity of some sort yeah that they're in the person who has been Unhateful? i guess no the no. person who it's, has it's happened to who's happened to uh-huh. yeah. is mad at themselves yes like i didn't see this or yeah. i was dumb or yeah. i did you know and they pay, place a lot of blame can yep they can or they can say um you know, I had this feeling a year ago and I didn't listen to it. Or, um, you know, a comment was made five years ago and I didn't really pay attention to it or something. So, yeah, they, they start to blame themselves. Um, but the other thing that I like to think of this as, and let me, I hope I can explain this well enough, is the, the marriage itself is usually not to blame for the in- infidelity or the betrayal. It, the marriage is, it's, it's your relationship is in the context of this marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So usually there's something going on with the person who has stepped outside that might need to be looked at um, of what's going on for that person that they felt they needed to go do that somewhere else. And, I mean, there are times when people are in partnerships with somebody who is really difficult, like we've talked about being with difficult people or mm-hmm. having relationships with difficult people. And so... You know, they, they, you know, that might also be a reason for them to get out of this relationship, too, with this difficult person mm-hmm. is to say, you know, I, I just can't be in relationship with you anymore. So there, it's tricky. I mean, this is a very complex topic, you know, and I know we might just be scratching the surface today. So I'm happy to go deeper if there are specifics that people want to go deeper on. But um, there's just so many different ways you see this show up sure so you don't really know you know if someone's like this this has happened multiple times then there's this person has the characteristic is more of a serial um you know infidelity yeah and so then it's sort of like well is that ever going to really change sure you know how many um times do you feel like you've seen this happen in relationships when there's children involved oh 
I mean, most of the time, most of the time. there's because, children involved. I mean, but. I feel like for most people, you meet your spouse prior to kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And you fall in love with that person, but you don't fall in love with them because you don't know yet, am I going to be able to fall in love with them as a father or right. as a mother? Because right. you haven't had that role yet. So right. there's a lot that gets put on a relationship when you have children, yeah. obviously. But there's also a lot that comes in with, like, balancing roles and responsibilities. And even those are things that are fun. And, you know, most people don't want to talk or like, oh my God, we have to talk about this again. I don't care who does the laundry. Right. Well, at some point the laundry is going to be something you have to talk about. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just keep sweeping it under the rug or eventually you're going to fall flat on your face and all the shit you're trying to sweep under. Right. So in order to, like, I mean, again, I don't know how this happens in relationships, but like if you're in a relationship where you're like, I loved you before you became a father. Yes. And now I'm attached to you because now you're the father of my children. But I don't really think I like you like this. Or maybe right. you don't like me as a mom. Or, right. You know, or perhaps the they're an amazing parent, <clears throat> but they're not a great spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, or a great spouse with the kids around. Right. I mean, there's all I've seen it happen so many different ways. That's sure. why I can't. Yeah. It's just so hard. And what I do hear the most is if we didn't have kids, I would be out. Mm. If it wasn't for the kids. That, I hear that. Yes. So I would be yeah, out. Like this mm-hmm. would be a no brainer for me. And so that is intriguing to me because, you know, of course we want to feel like we're doing what's best for our kids and we want to, we think, you know, oh, it's important for us to put them first, you know, is put their well-being first. And, you know, it's, it's a conundrum. I mean, this is really one of those things. And, you know, research can show a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that you can divorce well. You can end a relationship well, and you can um, uphold who you are as a person to at least be respectful of your former partner, of your kid's other parent, um, and that the kids can be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be this horrible, traumatic experience. And I am always so impressed with, you know, because people will come in like, how do we talk to our kids about the fact that we're going to separate or, you know, mom's going to go live in a different house or dad's going to go live in a different house or whatever. I'm like, you know, part of this is, you, and that's a whole, that could be a whole nother topic too. Of <laughs> right, like, it could be, yeah. You know, how do you do this well? How do you part ways well? How do you end a relationship well? Which I love, I how love that uncouple? topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uncoupling. Conscious uncoupling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's tricky, but, you know, I mean, I definitely think it can be done. And I've heard amazing stories and oftentimes you know the couples that come in do a great job because they're they're really trying to do this well trying to do life well and so you know a lot of people are if their partner is unhappy they are willing to be supportive of the person trying to find their happiness but sometimes they're still going to be stung by that you know Mm -hmm. they're still going to feel that hurt of like well how can I be a part of that person's happiness you know and so that's a whole that's a whole tricky question too. Yeah. You know, and does that mean something about me? Right? That's always that question too is like does this mean something about me or does it mean something about the other person of why they can't be with me? Mhm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's but life becomes and relationships become more complex the longer we're in it, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The, the older well, we so are. There's so much more involved. There's yeah. different layers. There's many more layers. And it doesn't get any easier. I mean, you know, now that, we're, you know, I've, I've hit 40 and I've had a parent pass away and I've had to deal with that, the stress of that, you know, a parent who's living on their own all the way across the country, you know, and thinking about that. And, you know, then you have my own kids and, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it, you know, and it's just going to keep getting more complicated. Yeah. More layers. More layers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of this is, and I don't think people think about this when maybe, maybe they did. I I did because this is just my personality of like, when you do couple up, like, you know, can I be in this relationship with this person for the long haul? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember pointedly asking my husband at the time, I'm like, what do you, because I was also studying being yeah. a therapist when we met. <laughs> so it's like, what, what's your take on therapy? Like, what, you know, are you yeah. pro, con, whatever? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm for therapy. I was like, so if I said to you, like, I want us to go to therapy together or I'm going to therapy or you're, I want you to go, you mm-hmm. know, you there are some things that you need to work on. You know, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I do it in a heartbeat. And so that for me alone of that you know, it was kind of the SOS call or the, you know, or maybe not even, you know, and we've had multiple different couples therapists because we've lived so many different places of, you know, getting us through different humps, you Mm -hmm. know, of like, I mean, we've had a lot of different experiences and, you know, how do you, you get like a tune up. It's like, you know, well, you renegotiate your contracts, you know, with your spouse and you're like, okay, you know, these terms aren't really applying to us anymore. Let's see what we can do. And that's the other thing I hear, especially from people who've been married the, you know, 15, 20 years. And it usually is happening right as a big anniversary is coming up, Mm -hmm. like the 20th wedding anniversary or the 15th wedding anniversary, you know, and you're just like, okay. And they're, you know, they're, this is how we're going to spend our 20th wedding anniversary, you know? And it's like, well, this is, this is real life. This is not right. fantasy. This isn't like, you know, this isn't a rom-com. <laughs> no. And it's not a fairy tale. Right. And this is all going to be, you know, peachy keen. This is, there is, you're going to hit road bumps. You're going to hit difficult times. And so how do you deal with those difficult times with grace, you know, mm-hmm. with ease, with, you know, people you like, I've never not heard someone say, man, I wish we had come in to have therapy sooner. I mean, that is always, you know, something that's said of like, we'd only listen to each other 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago. What could have happened? Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of times too, like maybe you don't even trust yourself yet. And that's something that I think we'll talk about in a later podcast, right. but mm-hmm. because you don't know, I mean, you have these questions, yeah. but then you're like, but well, what, sorry, I'm going to take that off you. Okay. Um, but, like I have these questions, but why do I have these questions? And you, maybe you try to like push it down. You're like, no, just, you're seeing things that maybe you're just making this up, but you know, learning to trust yourself and learning to trust your instincts and then being able to bring that to your partner. Right. And I think that that's, you know, again, that's going back to that, having that uncomfortable or that hard conversation of if you want to have a lifetime with this person, you have to be able to have the life hard questions yes. together. Yes. And if you're not, you have to then have the conversations. you're like, all right, maybe this isn't. I mean, and right. if you're afraid of the answer, at least you've asked. Right. I mean, don't you? I, I would much rather know and you know, ask a question and get the answer that even that might shatter my world. But I'm like, well, at least I know. Right. Mm-hmm. That what if will drive me batshit crazy. Right. Can't I'm a, and I'm a big proponent of therapy. Being yeah. someone who mm-hmm. I... I I think there's so much beauty found in it because not only are you figuring out 
little sources of trauma, and it and, and trauma can show up in many different ways. Sure. Talking about spectrums, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very, yeah. very big spectrum. Yeah. So, but you can figure out even little traumas that ha- still affect you today can affect your deepest relationship, like yeah. a mm-hmm. friendship or even you know a, a long yeah. marriage. Um, and then identifying that, moving past that, letting that go, and and then identifying that too, right. because you might have caused some trauma to your partner, mm-hmm. absolutely, and not even known. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, there's a couple different things. If we want to go just a little layer deeper, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, we like the deep stuff. We do. <laughs> there's an intriguing book called "Getting the Love You Want" by Harlow yeah. Hendricks, <laughs> um, and this book is interesting because it brings up the point of we tend to choose our partners for a reason. And the thought in this book is, and there's like a whole workbook section of this book too, but in Texas, this was a really big um, I love a worksheet, by the way. I love that you said that. Yeah, no, it is. (laughs) She really does, I do. Yeah, and so, so, but the idea is, is that we tend to choose our intimate partner, like our spouse or whoever we're dating, um, based on our first intimate partners who are our parents of what we did or didn't get from them, of what we're trying to heal Mm -hmm. or work on, move beyond, right? So if you think about some, you know, traits that you were trying to either run from, but then you, you know, from your parents and or that you see maybe pop up and that you have to work on. And so your spouse and your relationship can be incredibly healing and it can be incredibly destructive depending on, how that goes and Mm -hmm. so but they have a whole like the whole point of that there's a imago section of this imago is sort of the image of what you are trying to heal or work on or need Mm -hmm. you know like sometimes people choose the other person because they really needed a stable person they needed someone who was solid who was going to be financially secure whatever and that was really important for them when they got married and then 10 15 years later the stable solid person that they really chose purposely is really not that fun because they're kind of serious you know so then it's like there's not as much balance maybe and so but there's value in that you know steadiness or security or whatever and so it's tricky of and you know when we're in our 20s we might not be thinking about this whole mm-hmm. picture you know this holistic view of a spouse of what are they going to be like as a parent what are they going to be like in old age you know and you know sometimes you can also see based on who their parents are mm-hmm. you know that you might have little glimpses of possibly who they become because we're influenced i mean we spent most of us have spent 18 years of our life with our parents um, or caregivers or whatever. And so that influences us. That's, that's the uh, nurture piece of the nature versus nurture. We have our own personalities and our own dispositions, but there's still that nurturing of if infidelity was acceptable in your family of origin, mm-hmm. you might have by either side, you might see that pop up and that just is sort of how life is with people, you know, it was like, oh, well, this is just what men do. Right. Or this is, you know, what women do or whatever the thing might be that's like, you know, yeah. how you're so there, yeah. this is really layered. I mean, this is yeah, can be really complicated. So the thing, though, that I always say is, you know, if you are really leaning towards divorce, which, you know, that's it is what it is. Um, really understanding how you all got to where you are so that you do not repeat it in subsequent relationships. Mm -hmm. 
because sometimes people will think, I got to leave this relationship to get out of this, to get away from this person. But your baggage carries, goes with you. Right. (laughs) And so this is where, you know, I'm really open and honest with my clients. I said, great, you've decided, you know, you don't want to be married anymore to this person. You know, however, let's really see what red flags did you see from the beginning that you might have ignored? What, you Mm -hmm. know, how did you play a part in this or not? You know, like how... Um, so that you don't choose someone similar because a lot of times you're going to choose a very similar Well, yeah, it's like that, that comfort. I mean, what you've always seeked yeah. out in one person, you're going to yeah. keep seeking out until you figure out, why am I seeking this? This right. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or not why crazy, am I just, repeating yeah. these patterns? Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Life. Life. Man, parents, the OG influencers. Yes. <laughs> and that's why. We're on it before Instagram. It's crazy. <laughs> well, and so this is that layer of why people don't want to get divorced because it's going to affect their kids is if mm-hmm. I do this to my kids, how is this going to affect my kids? You know, and I think. Moving forward. Moving yeah. forward. Yes. So there's a way to do it well. Where, you know, no matter what you decide with your kids, if you decide to move, if you decide to change schools, if you change, it's always going to affect them. And so, you know, there is something to be said for, you know, if there's, you know, less conflict in the house or there's, you know, sometimes kids will just feel the tension. Mm -hmm. You know, you might think you're doing a great job of hiding it, but you're just like, this is just not working. Right. You know. But, you know, kids it, feel everything. Oh, they yes. do. They, yeah, they feel it. Wait before you say right. it. They're like, mm-hmm. ooh. Yeah, they're attuned to you. We attune. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's mere neurons. We attune to the people we're around the most. And so we're going to start to feel and demonstrate things. Kids will start to feel and demonstrate things that the parents are going through. And so if you wonder why your kid's acting out, sometimes it's kind of look, look at yourself <laughs> right. and see, like, is there anything they're reacting to about me? And how have I been lately? Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. that might be their warning sign to say something's off here, mm-hmm. but I don't know how else to say this or get your attention with this. Right. So it's kind of tricky. Yeah. Um. So we've touched on if you're walking away. Yeah. And I know we've kind of laid out the framework of staying connected. Can yes. we revisit that of just maybe some bullet points for our listeners? Like if, there, if you do feel a disconnect. Right. Or you do feel a little bit of a unsteadiness. Right. Yes, therapy maybe, but sure. then but then maybe some yeah. groundwork that can yeah. What's some tangibles before they get to therapy that sure. they can yes. try? Of course, yeah. I think you know part of this is, I, I think there's high expectations of like, well, we're gonna need to connect with our partner every day, you know. And I'm like, I don't know if we have that bandwidth, you know. Most yeah. of us are working, most of us are doing the kid thing, you know. And so it's like we are exhausted by the end of the day, and we're doing your own shit. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Like, in your mind. Growth, yes. self-growth, it's very hard. Yes. And it's very I know, so right. <laughs> so, so I think, like, I say, let's just start with, can you have a meaningful connection with your spouse once a week? You know, where maybe you're going to sit in a, in the morning and have coffee, you know, at, on the, on the um, weekend. Or at dinner time, can you have a glass of wine together? Or do something where you're just kind of connecting and being light and it's not about the day-to-day stuff right mm-hmm. so how can you get out or you know some people say oh you know we'll watch netflix together and stuff and like well okay are you really connecting you know and and you know there's a thought that says um one of my mentors in austin was pat love and her her thought was men tend to connect through touch and women tend to connect through talking Mm-hmm. And that for women to feel love, that they, or women to make love, they need to feel love. And for men to f- 
feel love, they need to make love. And so there's these two sort of already maybe disconnects, mm -hmm. and those are generalizations, but that's what she would say. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's sort of like, how can you sit and talk with your spouse, you know, women, with like having your hand on a leg or an arm? You don't have to, it doesn't have to be about sex necessarily, but like, how do we are in physical proximity with one another. Because sometimes we're like, we're exhausted. We don't want to be touched by any more people or kids mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, <laughs> humans, know, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And some of us have a greater uh, need for space than others. And so how do you also explain that to your spouse in a way that, you know, and have your spouse respect that and say like, yeah, okay, that's legit versus them just, oh, you just don't want to be around me. Right. You know, because so, if, what if you're receiving that energy? Like, right. if, you're that, like yeah. if you're giving off some yeah. get the fuck out of energy right. every day to your spouse, right. I mean, that's going to be pretty harsh. And believe right. me, I'm a Scorpio. Like, I like isolation. <laughs> so, you know, I like to curl up in that little ball and, like, and go and yeah. recluse. And that has been kind of, like, my growth. I'm like, okay, right. how do I explain that to my loved ones right. in a non-reactive state? Right. And most people tend to make things about them. But mm -hmm. most people, most of the time, it's not about you. Yes. Right? Like yeah. when you're coming in relationships, you know, and you're like, oh, this person is so blah, blah, blah. They must not like me or they must think I'm whatever or they're, you know, judging me or whatever. Oftentimes the person's not even thinking about you. They're just doing their thing because mm -hmm. that's they're operating out of who they are. And so part of that is like, how do we have those com those talks about who I'm finding out I am? Mm -hmm. Right. Because part of this, too, is part of the disconnect can happen when you do have one spouse who does go to therapy, you know, and they work on themselves and they learn new things about themselves. And so they've sort of evolved, maybe. And they're like, oh, you know, I want my partner to evolve, too. And maybe the partners are like, eh, nah. I'm just going to be over right. here. Or maybe he's thing. like, can I just I'm get good. the cliff notes? I'm, yeah. I'm in volume 26, bro. Come on. <laughs> like, I'm woke. Let's do it. Look how woke I am. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. So that's what's <laughs> tricky, you know. And I see that, too, where mm -hmm. one, one of the spouses is like, I really asked my partner to come with me, but they won't come with me, male or female. Uh, I, I mean, I have a good percentage of my clients are men, you know, like who've come and they say, like, I need to work on this because, you know, I, I want to get better at this mm -hmm. for my sake, for my kids' sake, for my work's sake, for my, mm -hmm. you know, relationship's sake. But so that's where, you know, you can grow apart if one of you is learning a lot about yourself or you're taking on a new challenge or you're excited about your work and the other person is sort of like in that conveyor belt of, oh, God, we're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. So it's tricky. And so how do you... How do you share with each other, you know, who you are and how do you connect and how do you learn new things or how do you look back and say, remember when we were blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we were we thought the world was going to be like this or kids was going to be, you know, and you find that funniness or laughing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. My my relationship is filled <laughs> with laughter and humor. And I don't I mean, that's been so healing for me because mm -hmm. I tend to be. A very serious person, or I'd call myself a recovering serious person, because um, I'm trying <laughs> my it. damned hardest. Like, I'm, I'm trying. trying, guys. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, I slip into that, and yeah. you know, that's kind of my 
nature is to kind of be gravitate to the more serious but um and you married a comedian and i yeah. married a comedian yes i, <laughs> I love it i know stay tuned stay tuned for that podcast yeah. oh my god it's gonna be, <laughs> I love it. love it's it. gonna be epic yeah. yeah so anyway so it's this is such a tricky you know topic and conversation but yes how do you and maybe it is just like playing cards like sitting down playing cards so you're not having sometimes when you have something else to focus on like a puzzle or cards, mm-hmm. which I know most people are like, I'm not going to do a freaking puzzle, you know? And it's like, but, but you know what? I you create something together. together. Yeah, you're together. creating yeah. something together and you're finding something, you know, because most people will be like, oh, I'm not interested in anything that my spouse is interested in or they do their thing and I do my thing. I'm like, then find something together that you might both be interested in. I know for me, a couple years ago, my husband um, was starting to play poker, like with the guys in the neighborhood or whatever mm-hmm. I was like oh well, that sounds kind of badass you know and I was like you know what if I learned to play poker I don't know anything about poker but mm-hmm, you know yeah. so I was like I'm gonna learn to play poker so I had my husband teach me how to play and my dad was a poker player and mm-hmm. so you know he was teaching me and we got the kids in on it like the kids were learning <laughs> how to play poker which was a fun awesome. yeah and so now like we have in our neighborhood we have you know couples who play poker together you know so it's not like the guys go off and do that and you know the women yeah. go off and do this I mean there's still that but sure. you know it was sort of like for me this thing that I was reaching out towards like I want and understand this better and mm-hmm. it, it is kind of fun and there's a strategy to it and there's you know I, I'm just not a super competitive person so it wasn't like I was like I just uh, we're playing yeah. with friends and I'm like oh yay okay great yeah. I'm glad I went out on this hand for with you you know yeah. and of course there's you know people who are competitive and that doesn't always work for well also them, he so. got a chance to teach you something yeah yeah and so it made him feel like value right I mean that can go role reversal too yes if you taught him something like how right. to, I don't know, knit a scarf. I'm just getting, right. yeah, you know, yes. something. Yeah. Yes. It would have been the same thing. Like, oh, like yes. there's a bonding, but there's also right. a connection. And yeah. that's, I think that's a great He play. keeps asking. Yeah. He's like, let's go to yoga together. He goes, I really want to go to yoga class together. And I'm yes. like, I think yin yoga. For us, yin yoga, you know, something mm-hmm. where we could just like settle be. in. it be yeah. and just settle in. You know, it's, it's difficult and it's not always comfortable. And yet there's something that happens and that holding of yeah. the pose and the the gravity bringing you mm-hmm. deeper mm-hmm. so i've been we've been talking about that for a while now so we actually need to get on that but we, i've um, got a great class for you i'll yeah, tell okay, you good. all about it okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. we might be talking about the same yeah. class <laughs> <It's> <laughs> nice <laughs> so anyway so yeah. yes just finding something to i mean cooking dinner together but doing it in a positive way because sometimes like that's one of the couple's domain and the other mm-hmm. one kind of gets critical. I mean, that's a whole nother thing of like, if you're bringing in the energy you're bringing in to the time together, right? Yeah. Like that's a whole, that would be a whole nother episode of Ooh. like, you know. Yeah, I know for sure that's yeah. something that, especially in my house where, yes. you know, if people are trying to help, I'm like, yes, I can take your help. But it's also, are you creating more work for me yes. by offering this help? Yes. And sometimes I'm like. Here's how you can help. Right. By not helping me. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that. Or here's a task yes. to go focus on while right. I focus on this one or mm-hmm. something. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's tricky and be really being able to listen to your partner um, about what are they asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're not, they're asking for what they need, but it feels like they might be pushing you away. Sure. So then, you know, you can, how do you just say that? Like, I feel like I'm trying to offer help but I feel like you're pushing me away, mm-hmm. right? Like we, sometimes it comes down to just saying exactly what's going through your head, 
right? And then, but we worry about that for some reason, or we don't even think to say that, or mm-hmm. we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. But I, I see it as like, you're just noticing, just notice like, hey, I'm noticing that this is how I'm feeling. Like I feel pushed away, mm-hmm. but I really want to help. So how can I help, you know? And then the vulnerability of the other person saying, well, sometimes it feels like it's, there's more work being created, you know, and at the end of the day, because I know moms feel that a lot yeah. of like, you know, there's just all this other stuff we tend to think about that's, you know, in the back background yeah, that, you know, doesn't ever really go away. And so it's, you know, how do you just say... I love that. Yeah. The, the describing and giving, we call it like painting the picture, like paint me the picture of what done looks like. Yeah. That was something that we found from Brene Brown. And it was like, I mean, I specifically would be like, Hey, can you get this? Like, I need this done when I get home. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, well, it might've been done to that expectation. Yeah. It might've been done to his expectations. Right. But when I get home, I'm like, yeah, but you didn't do AB. He's like, but did you not see what I did do? And I'm like, super common. Yes. I did see but and yeah. but it was like I didn't give him space the space to or and I didn't give him like okay yes I did ask you to get this done but I needed it to be done A B and C yes but I didn't give him A B and C so it was like I came in full throttle and he's like yes dude I so then yeah. what totally. what shuts down <laughs> right and you're super like, reactive totally yeah. partner shuts down absolutely yeah yeah no no one's being heard right and then yes. you're in a full blown fight yeah. Well, and, you know, the tasks around the house is a common argument, right? Like mm-hmm. the laundry, the dishes, whatever. So my husband and I had this conversation. The Legos. Yeah. A, couple, <laughs> a couple years ago, and I said, if you were living in a house with roommates, like we have, there's four people in our house and a dog. And so, you know, like everybody's got to contribute something, right? Mm-hmm. Like have some responsibility. I said, I said to my husband, I was like, if you were living in a house with roommates, your roommates would not put up with your lack of participation in doing helping out to just help this house run mm-hmm. right so I need you to step it up you know because right. there's a lot of talk like yeah yeah I'll do this I'll do this it wasn't on my time frame and he mm-hmm. would say like I need to do it on my time frame and I'm like well like with the dishes you know I got to get it to the kitchen sink to be able to cook dinner or do whatever I'm right. doing and so I need to get to that so mm-hmm. this is why it's important for it to be done on this time frame mm-hmm. so if there's space for me to do you know and so it was tricky but I think that made sense and he had an uh you know there's a story from college where he had made this big pot of chili and then left the pot in the sink and his his roommates were like dude you're going to clean this pot so I was like this is kind of like the pot yeah. of chili you know that you 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 got to take do the whole thing you know like yeah. you got to clean it all up um and I want to cook dinner, but it's hard to get to the sink if it's filled with dishes, you know? I've met my husband's roommate for college, and I'm 100% sure that they didn't give a shit. I mean, there were stories of pee being left in cups behind Dora. a curtain for, like, weeks. And I'm like, yeah, don't treat the house like that. But Right. <laughs> like, don't right. <laughs> well, and that, that is another topic for another time, maybe, yeah. about, like, how, you know, some of the partners have more of that carefree, you mm-hmm. know personality or like it just doesn't matter yeah and then there's the other partner and you guys balance each other out because Mm -hmm. there's the partner who's a little bit more serious a little bit more structured a little bit more expectation driven or whatever because you want to do things well right Mm -hmm. and you have a certain idea of what that looks like and so how do you marry the two of those things too so you don't you know drive each other crazy because you can turn away from each other and go to the extreme of being the ultimate like I don't give a shit and the other person's like well I give 
way too much of a shit, you know? And so how do you come together to say, okay, what is it we're going to care about? And why is this meaningful to you? You mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. I want to make dinner, but I, I can't, if there's dishes everywhere, I don't have any space, you know? So like, I want to be able to do that. So, yeah. you know, knowing your roles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's tricky. It's yeah. just tricky. Well, this, this topic was going to be tricky. Yeah. We might need a part yeah. two. I, 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 yeah. I would enjoy that. I would love I to like hear that. from listeners yeah. about like what oh, yeah. else they would like to expand on. Cause I know, you know, the other thing we Marriage didn't, didn't and talk about. Marriage and relationships have been Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The thing we didn't talk about is that, and I was kind of, you know, it's hard to get there too, is that, you know, usually one person's going to feel more like the parent mm-hmm. of the other, of one of the spouses. You oh, know, yeah. it's not always the men or the women or whatever. I mean, I see it probably 50, 50, you know, of, and so one person doesn't want to be parented, but the other person needs an adult to show up to meet them, you know? And so how do you balance these roles of, you know, not having to parent your spouse, but mm-hmm. also how, how the, that spouse can kind of, because usually that's the funner, might yeah. be the spouse who's more able to have fun, and how can you both be influenced by each other, which is another important piece in marriage, is how you can accept influence from each other and, you know, grow from that instead of rejecting the other person's whatever, mm-hmm. funness or seriousness. There's value to both. Absolutely. Right. And, and that's, I think that's a lot about support, too. Yeah. I feel like I that's, so. that might touch on, like, how do you support each other? Because and how you su- show up. And mm-hmm. how you show up. Like, because if you feel supported, I feel like the roles maybe balance out. Like, yeah. I see you doing this. Yes. I can move up in this way. Yes. I see, you know, that person having fun. Maybe I can move down a little bit. Yeah. Let's write that down because I definitely think that that's something I'd love to have you come back on yeah. and mm-hmm. talk because I think that we could all benefit from right. and that's multiple usually, relationships. That's, that's like that. a eye-opener, you know, that's the next layer, I think, of this, of, like, when you can step out of the parenting role, like, Mm -hmm. you can experiment with this, even with your own spouse, of, like, if you choose not to parent, and this is good boundaries, too, Mm -hmm. is, like, how do you choose not to parent your spouse, or how you talk to them in a different way, where you just say, you know, hey, I'm not going to do that, you you know, you're an adult, you can do that, or whatever the thing is, that allows the person (laughs) to step up into that role, too, you know, and so... I don't know. It takes a little bit of... My my form is usually, you're a grown-ass man. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should work on my language a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> there's calm a, down the reaction. Yeah, showing up a little differently. <laughs> I get it. We all have it. things to learn. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Sometimes yeah. if I can mute my husband, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Yeah. I'm very reactive. I've, I talk about this all the time, but that is one thing. Like, it's either I am stinging you with my tail or yeah. I am pulling way back. Right. So, you know, learning that balance is too bad. Absolutely. A big growth for yeah. me. Yeah. And experimenting with it. Like, I talk a lot about it. Like, let's just experiment with this. It's not like you have to be this way or have mm-hmm. to be that way. Of Like, let's just, like, try this 10% more or 5% more and just see the reaction you get. Because sometimes, you know, people who come in who their spouse won't come in and they're like you know i i tried this new thing with my spouse and wow that worked amazing i got this great response i'm like oh okay cool what else should we experiment with you know like what if we did that a little bit more Mm because you know if we show up a little bit differently too i mean there's the systemic piece of the relationship is that you know when one part of the system changes it elicits change from the rest of the system too so if i do things a little bit differently if i'm not so serious Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more fun-loving, you know. 
I can still get tasks done, but we can do it while listening to music or dancing around the kitchen or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to elicit a change in the rest of the family because they're going to be like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. I dig your vibe, Mom. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Oh, look, she, you're letting your hair down a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there's there's a lot more we could go with this. But I, I'd yeah. love to hear what the, you know, what yeah. the, what the yeah. listener yeah, yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Like, this go this exciting. way, go that right. way. Because, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. this is like... Oof. It is deep. Yeah. But I think it's, like I said before, it's worth being addressed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because we've all experienced something like this maybe in our lives. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't have to be in a, just a marriage. It can yeah. be in a different, you yeah. know, In all types of relationships. Yeah. yeah. There can be betrayal. Mm-hmm. Right. So, or some kind of feeling of rejection or so. Right. It, healing needs to take place mm -hmm. in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for Thank having you. me. And Zen friends, if you have specific questions, feel free to email us at getzen at crazyzenlife.com <laughs> or slide into our DMs uh, on Instagram, crazyzenlife. And Megan, if people yeah. want to follow up with you or find more about you, yeah. how would they do that? Well, I'm uh, Louisville Mindfulness Center is my practice here in Louisville, but I also have meganbaylisbartley.com, which hopefully you'll put on all your mm -hmm. oh, yeah. links on all that Link so it. you can yes. you know, find out a little bit more about me. And then our practice, uh, we just expanded. Quick Woo! side note. Congrats. We had seven therapists and three offices, and that was getting a little tight. A little tight. So we have now expanded to nine offices, but we're still in the same office park. So, oh, cool. and where is that located in yeah. Louisville? For our that's Louisville in friends. the Linden neighborhood. So, New okay. Range Road, super mm -hmm. easy to find, super easy to get to, right off um, two sixty four um, and Linden Lane. And so, yeah, we have therapists of all shapes and sizes and expertise. We have a wonderful um, Chris Davis is our kind of resident. Um, infidelity person who really works with that and you know how to sexual intimacy stuff and all that we have an addiction specialist rob giltner so we have something for everybody there um so check us out cool yeah. well we love having yeah. you definitely hey. have you back great all right talk to you soon Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.